Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Hello, fellow degenerates. Welcome to the clubhouse. <laughs> you keep mixing it up. I'm, I'm workshopping Are it. you self-conscious about... We're, try, we're trying different things out. I think that one made sense. They can understand it. Uh, and I, I am a little bit worried about being coherent because uh, as we were talking about before we started recording, we're both pretty tired. I, I, I would have started the intro with, what's up, you fucking degenerates? We're doing like a Dirty Harry thing? Well, degenerates. What's up, you pieces of shit? Degenerates. I want, I want to be welcoming. <laughs> okay. Like, fellow degenerates. All right. This is a place you can congregate without judgment. Sure. I was going to say a safe space, and then I was like, no, fuck that. Uh-uh. It's, it's, not, it's not safe. It's no. A, it's a kind, of a, kind of a dirty, messy space. It's a lot cleaner. It's a lot more. It's a lot. I, I meant figuratively, not oh. the actual literal space. Yeah. <laughs> <Dickhead>. <laughs> like you picked up, obviously. They're not, they're not they're not coming into the room with us. That's not how podcasts Why work. Why not? And come, come, come to Degenerates Land. <laughs> no, I, that clip out of context. Let's just move on. Okay. Uh, what I was trying to say is we're, we were both pretty tired. Mm-hmm. I, I think <laughs> that, that intro pretty much sums it up. Mm-hmm. What, what was going on with you? The elbow, man. The the elbow's been bothering me. I made an appointment to see a doctor. Um, usually when I sleep with the compress, I wake up, you know, okay. But mm-hmm. last night, like, this thing was having me tossing. I didn't sleep with it. That and uh, that and special lady friend came over yesterday. Oh, nice. Tired. Okay. <laughs> you guys you guys were up, up late reading comic books to each other? Yes. What, what comic did you read? No, we didn't read comic books. We, uh... She actually brought over food and drinks, and she uh, she for sure pampers me. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's very crazy. She's st- she's still trying to make up from that fucking white chick's comment. <laughs> she's got that in her head. She's yeah. like, I'll show him. We I, we la- I mean, I laugh about it. Uh, whatever. It is what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. What are you tired about, senor? I just, I just couldn't say. I... I have you ever been like so tired and sore where you just can't fall asleep? Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute that I've had that happen to me, but yeah. Um, Your body aches and it just like you can't find a comfortable position and you move. And Well, I'm on a weird roller coaster with that because a few days ago I poured a, a 24 foot long footer for a retaining wall, which involved li- lifting thousands of pounds of cement bags. Uh-huh. And I was really, really tired from that. It was one of those deals where I just couldn't fall asleep. And then yesterday I slept till noon. Whoa, that's awesome. Which yeah, it was great. But then tonight I just I couldn't or this last past night I couldn't fall asleep at all. So I was up till like five in the morning. Trying wow. to fall asleep. Holy yeah. shit. Not great. Not great. So I'm a little bit nervous because I I had wanted to try another sort of improv segment, <laughs> right? If if you recall, we used to have a different version of Binge and Purge, which started with me. We we called it new on Netflix. Yeah, and I was trying to on the spot come up with a a Netflix type show and like outline the plot and the characters and the whole thing, and it was it was really really. It was kind of like hit or miss or miss or miss. I was about to say hit or miss. You you can add the extra misses. I'll let you. 
I think sure. I think maybe thirty percent of the time I would like listen back. I'm like, oh, that was pretty funny. And the other times I was just like, oh no, this is going on way too long, and it became rambling and incoherent. It's this. It's a special skill that uh, I for sure don't have well, to I, be able to. It, it was also tough because usually with improv, it's at least two people going yeah. back and forth. But it was just me trying to do the whole thing, which uh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I missed that element. So I wanted to try something different, which has an even higher degree of difficulty, <laughs> but is going to be much shorter. Okay. I'm workshopping names. Okay. I was going to say freestyle poetry or freestyle Dr. Seuss. I like Dr. Seuss because that it does tend to take on a sort of Dr. Seussian quality. Uh-huh. So what, what I want you to do is, is give me three random words and then I will try to construct a, a poem and if possible, a story out of them that rhymes. It sounds fucking hard, right? Good luck. Uh, I will need it. So here's the thing. I've, I've done this before. I've been kind of like fucking around with this for the last couple of weeks practicing. And this morning I, I used a random word generator that just gives you three words. And I went for about like two, two and a half minutes where I was rhyming. The whole thing made sense. There are definitely some pauses. There were some spots where I'm kind of searching for the line, but it was actually pretty smooth. Uh, so I was like, all right, even though I'm really tired, I'm going to try this. And having said that, I expect this to be not quite an, an a mitigated disaster. Okay. Cause I think it's really different when you're just fucking around, like kind of saying it softly to yourself versus trying to do it on a podcast. Sure. So here, here's the last part. <laughs> I asked you if you could play sound effects. Cause I feel like we need like a gong sound or I've got a gong sound, but I can't figure out how to, well, yeah, that you could play. Um, or, or like what, what are the, ta- like those, those, uh, television talent shows now where the judges like hit their buzzer and it goes, Brr. Oh yeah. Like, uh, the voice and, uh, America's got talent and that kind of shit. And I, I think those are your two contributions. Like we need to, to get that in there where a, you give me the words and then B, if I just get too far off the rails where it's not making any fucking sense at all, yeah. you can, you can gong it. Yeah. And that'd be fun. <laughs> it really, really increases the pressure where I'm like, I'm searching for the word. I'm like, Oh no, he's, I mean, I don't, I don't think we can get you an actual buzzer. Maybe we could. I don't need a buzzer. We just got to figure out how to integrate those sounds into. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what I figured, is this the ideal time to try this Mondo? No. <laughs> I mean, it could be really funny because you're tired of shit and the goofiest shit could come out of your mouth. So we'll see. Well, and, and I figure this is, I figure worst case scenario, I will set the bar really, really low. So if I don't embarrass myself to the point where I never want to do this again, in future episodes, you could be like, oh, look, he's improving. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to, I want to try this. Okay. Having set all of that up, uh, do not expect too much, but you know what? Who knows? Who knows, Mondo? So I need three Random words. Three random words. Yes. Sleepy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> ovulation. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, sexy time. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to mix those three. <laughs> I might have just ruined your game for you. No, those are really easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to hear it. So one night, not too long ago, back in March, I went out from my home and was drinking at a bar. I was drinking beer. I was drinking wine. 
and I was drinking hard alcohol. I was drinking fucking anything you could see. I was drinking it all. And come midnight, I started feeling a little creepy. I caught myself staring at this hottie, and I could tell it was super creepy. But lo and behold, it blew my mind. She seemed super into it. And she came over to give me the time. I was like, hey, what's up, sweetie? You looking to get out of here? And she just kind of winked at me as she sipped her beer. I was thanking the heavens. I was giving myself great congratulations. This is my day, but little did I know. <laughs> she, she was in ovulation. Oh no! <laughs> All right, I'll I'll give you like I'll give you like a seven and a half. I wasn't ten. done. Okay, there's go one ahead. more word. All right, go ahead. So back to my place we went. We jumped in the car. She drove because I was still drunk as fuck from all the liquor from the bar. We went back to my house and we put on Netflix and chill. But just 10 seconds into that, well, you know, oh, fuck, I I fucked the rhyme. Uh, We put on Netflix and chill. A nice movie watching didn't quite fit the bill for what she was looking for. I think she was looking for a son or maybe a daughter. <laughs> no, I lost it. I, I was go, I was go, I, I had it. And then you stopped me. I had to get to sexy time. The, the whole thing was, was leading up to, to a, a joke about not knowing how many kids I have out there. I think I downgraded my, my 7.5 to a 6.9. Yeah. I, I guess you gong me, but I was still going. Like okay. I hadn't even really missed a line. Had I? No, no, I, I didn't gong you because you missed the line. I thought you were done. You, you forgot your third word. No, because you had said something earlier about something time, and I just assumed you forgot to say sexy time when you said the time. That's it. Did, were you not following the story? This was all leading no, up did. to a one night stand of sexy time. Sure, sure. Good effort. Good, 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 good. Uh, uh, valiant I, effort. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll try that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when you've had more rest and your brain isn't, uh, you know, you're not tired and I'm not tired. And- I, I also went full, just straight up Dr. Seuss. I mean, I was, I was going for the simplest, lowest hanging rhymes. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I do this, I like, I'm like, oh damn, those are some bars. That was, that was, you know, still, still closer to Dr. Seuss on the Dr. Seuss Eminem spectrum, mm-hmm. but not, not a hundred percent Dr. Seuss. Uh, it was in the spectrum, all right. Wow, you know, <laughs> you know, I try something different. I, I I improvise. What was that? That would have been like fifteen rhymes right there. No, no, no. It was off good. the top of my head. Yeah, it was good. And you just, just throwing out the put downs. Yeah, I think you need to work on the meter. Well, see, that's that's why I can't freestyle. Yeah, not well. Like, I actually was fucking around with that too. I was pulling up some freestyle beats, and if it's a really simple beat, I, I can freestyle for a little bit, but it. There's not anything close to like a story or or even being that coherent. Like it'll just be like one line and then the line that connects it might make sense. Mm-hmm. And then the next one has nothing to do with the other one. What about what about so a little uh behind the scenes for degenerate lens. Usually you send me a um outline. An outline like like on my way here, like literally like an hour before we start yeah, whatever rolling. What if along the same time I reply with the three words? That's so, cheating. So why? That way at least you have like 10 minutes to like. 
Now I want I want it to be improv. Okay, because that that's the hardest part. That was also part of the pausing because I have to do two things at the same time, which yeah. make it way harder. I have to both come up with the rhyme, but then I also have to think ahead a little bit. Yeah, to try to figure out where the story's going. Sure. I mean, and obviously that was a pretty simple story. I looked at the words. I'm like, okay, sleepy ovulation, sexy time. Like somewhere a kid's getting made in this. <laughs> like I don't I don't see how else this happens. Okay. And I, I was the story I, I came up with was was uh, a, a woman who, who picks a drunk guy out of a bar because you know she 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 wants to go with natural insemination, not artificial insemination. Yeah, and uh, and have a kid. That would be one way to do it. Y- you know who else is having having a lot of kids on drunken hookups? Uh huh. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk. If I if I had a guitar here and I knew how to play like the lead, I would play like a lick, like you know what I mean, to follow up with that. If you know, if only one day, hopefully, (laughs) Florida man, a drunk man causes chaos after breaking into Naples Police Department. In Naples, Florida, a drunk man was arrested after sneaking into the Naples Police Department and recklessly exploring. Joseph Moulton, 36, jumped the fence of the south parking lot and went inside an unlocked patrol cruiser where he sat for a few minutes until he saw people come outside. Moulton hid in the bushes and then took action once the coast was clear. So, I mean, first of all, this guy just going into the heart of the beast, full-on Mission Impossible style. That's some Grand Theft Auto shit. Like you, that you would do stuff like that in Grand Theft Auto. No, th- I mean, this is like this is like the Florida man, uh, Tom Cruise. What was it? What was that first Mission Impossible where it was like the room was sound? It would pick up on sound and vibration, and he had to like rappel down from the ceiling. And uh-huh. it, this is like the Florida man version of that, I guess. But instead of a uh, a top secret uh, room with all these safety measures to steal government secrets he's like breaking into the police department to like try to try to grab his record or his fingerprints or something we don't know we're about to find out why he was being a crazy dude uh according to police report Moulton used the nozzle of a water hose and shoved it underneath the west door before turning the water on (laughs) causing at least an inch of flood damage (laughs) Moulton explored his way to the men's locker room and made himself at home by taking a shower and helping himself to some clothing. (laughs) What? Uh, Bill Tyndall, who is a Naples resident, said Moulton was a very ballsy guy for causing trouble inside a police station. Okay, so first of all, this is hilarious because ballsy is in quotes. Do you think the the writer of this article realized what they're doing? Because they're like... One paragraph, they goes, he goes into the men's locker room and takes a shower, and then they're like, and he was a really ballsy guy. I don't know that the, the writer couldn't make those connections, but okay. I mean, this this guy's testicles were dragging across the floor. Sure, they they had to they had to squeegee off the the testicle marks from the shower floor. 
Moulton took a uniform shirt, pants, cap, and a bulletproof vest worth $900. The police report also describes that he defecated on the woman's bathroom floor and dumped a police radio in the toilet. Wow. It wasn't until Moulton made his way to the nearest 7-Eleven that police became aware of Moulton's actions. One employee called the police after finding Moulton suspicious and believed to be under the influence. So he made it out. Yeah. Do do you think he was doing like barrel rolls to try to evade the security cameras, or is this just wanton destruction? This this reminds me of the movie uh, Super Troopers, the original Super Troopers, where there's like only like the one cop working dispatch, and like the guy would like prank call, and all of a sudden like all the other cops would leave the building. So it's basically down to the one cop at the station. Like that's the only way this guy could have pulled it off. Like Naples Police Department must be like an like four people total. You know, for them, for him to be able to. Yeah, I think Naples know? is kind of a ritzy. Is it ritzy area? I don't know anything about that. Maybe place. not. Naples police were able to locate Moulton and arrest him. During his interview, he admitted to being under the influence and not recalling what he did. <laughs> Moulton is being charged with grand theft and two counts of burglary. Naples police are not commenting at the moment until they further something about further investigation. Yeah, dude, that's some like it. Just just seems like all he wanted to do was just be a, like a degenerate just a delinquent just go in there and like fuck around with the police department there was really no like he wasn't really trying to steal anything you know i mean except for a uniform, uniform and a bulletproof yeah, it's just it's just kind of cool to have that's not i mean it wasn't like oh i really want this armor this bulletproof armored thing it's just hey what what can i i mean he obviously was like throwing it, it you know it, it's like a little kid when it, they you know Get, get in a room or something they're not supposed to be in and yeah. they're just exploring and fucking yeah. around. Uh, but, you know, this just took a Florida man turn. I, I, look, I'll have to say, after seeing his mugshot... Oh, there's a mugshot? This this is not nearly as dark of a story as I expected it to be. It's usually guys that look exactly like him that give me a little bit of pause. Because... Uh, I don't know about you, but when when I see a, a a bald white guy with a beard, there there's certain behaviors that I associate with him. Okay. You know, we're like I expected him to maybe steal a firearm and start shooting the police station, or you know, like yeah. And th- there's the, there's the I'm trying to remember, there's a friend of mine who who called them the sunglass pickup truck mafia. There, there's all these these fucking guys who have pickup trucks and like those like wraparound gas station sunglasses and they take selfies. It's like all the same guy. Like mm. the like I got my arsenal and you know, there's a gun rack in the back of the truck and you don't fucking tread on my freedom. You be, you know, like, and I just, I was like, Oh, if one of those guys got drunk and wandered in a police station, good Lord, that could have turned it by. But you know what? This guy, this guy wasn't, I don't think it was just alcohol. Like it couldn't, when, when have you ever been that drunk that you like, do that much degenerate delinquent shit. Like this guy shat in the girl's floor of the bathroom, mm. put uh, rate like uh, walkie talkies or radios in the toilet. He mm. tried to steal some shit. Like, I don't know how fucked up I'd get. I I, I don't think yeah. I would do that much. No, never to that. I, I, <laughs> I told you the closest I ever came to that was walking home drunk from a bar, getting annoyed that a, a street was had still under construction like six months later, and they had those big um they're not cones, what are they called? Like the like barrels, uh-huh. like the orange barrels. And I just ran down the street shoulder charging all of them. Aaron, you you've done 
you don't give yourself enough credit. You also did the uh, where you try to steal the the trophy for the Olympics thing that you, you told oh, that right, story. Oh, right, there's that one. Yeah, and then there's a That's time. True. There's a time where they moved the library to the upper quad area, and like you were climbing on top of the library. Like, oh yeah, I do like climbing things when I'm yeah, drunk. Yeah, and there, there's been a number of things we've done. I've as, never. <laughs> well, but, but that the 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 barrel one was the only time where I kind of I didn't destroy. I mean, those things are pretty. Uh, sturdy, but I I put some dents in them. Yeah, I didn't break anything per yeah. se. I just that's what I'm saying. Is this I just guy, burgled something. This guy could have been. It couldn't have been just alcohol. It had to have been a number of other Florida man type things. It could have been just alcohol and one other Florida man type thing, which is called mental illness. True. There there, there is a a running thread of mental illness through all these stories. Oh, uh, our our brother Zach compelled to tell me on Thursday night that. Apparently, there's a show. I don't know if it's on Netflix or something coming out pretty soon called Florida Man. Yeah, it's I don't know what it's supposed about. to be terrible. Oh, okay, I mean, hey, they're stealing our idea, dude. You know what I mean? We're, it's just the way that the Generous Clubhouse podcast like influences the world and the society. First, we have Two Bears One Cave stealing our uh, bit about. Um, I was anyway. I was really disappointed. I I was hoping it would be kind of like a like a dark comedy or. What was that show like? My name is Earl. It uh-huh. wasn't a dark comedy, but kind of like yeah. about this sort of like Breaking Bad, but with completely incompetent, like yeah. stupid people, and it's more of a comedy than just a straight drama. But let's see. the 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 synopsis is a disgraced cop is first forced to return to his home state of Florida for a shady mission, only to get swept up in a treasure hunt. But uh, it's yeah, it just doesn't ruined work. it. Ruined it. Boo, Netflix, you're fucking up. Moving on to the world of Ask Reddit. Mm -hmm. Reddit question number one. What insult have your parents said that is stuck in your head as an adult? You want me to go first on this one? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I can't remember the exact phrasing or or even the context where it was said, but I remember at one point, I I think it it was probably when I was like a junior or senior in high school, my dad was talking about the friends I had when I was like a freshman uh-huh. and he basically said, he's like, yeah, they reminded me that of that group of rejects at the pledge party in animal house. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what your- the fuck? Dad? <laughs> like- Did he ever meet any of the Lancers? Cause yeah. I, what would he think about meeting guys like Damari and like, you know what I mean? Like those guys, like, I don't know. I mean, can you imagine like a room with your dad, Damari, Aaron Ellis? I don't know. Let's say Frank Martinez, a couple, Eric Leiser. Ah, <laughs> oh, good lord! If you thought your high school friends were uh... like, okay, all right. So let me so just to, just to, we've already touched on some of our college stories, uh-huh. you know, stealing uh, trophies out of a foreign exchange student house and yeah. things like that. One of these stories, and this this came up because. My cousin, who is the son of my dad's brother, somehow got interested in Tiddlywinks. Like, they play a lot of board games and stuff. Okay. Tiddlywinks apparently is a board game. Okay. I, I don't understand how it's played or the rules. Sure. And it and it came up, and my dad sent him an article about where him and his college buddies discovered, like, Tiddlywinks and were fucking around with it. And then, like, drove to some other college campus to enter a tiddlywinks competition even though they'd never played it it's like ah we're like we're crazy we 
We yeah. played a, a in a a rogue Tiddlywinks game. It's like, oh my god, got it. You fucking. I mean, and you know what? On top of that, did they also, uh, you know, do cocaine and things like that? Sure. Did they? Um, did you remember there was that miniseries called the Sixties? Nope. Th- there was a miniseries called the Sixties, and at one point, there's a scene at Columbia University where the students like take over the school and like they barricade themselves in the administration building. I was watching with my dad and he's like, that's bullshit. Like, that's not how he did it at all. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm trying to give him a little bit more street cred, yeah. but I, he was definitely more less on the animal house side of things yeah. and more on the guys. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we went and played Harvard and Tiddlywinks? Like, t- let's go TP that house. That'd be crazy. So, so I don't, I don't know what he would make. That that was a long way of saying like I don't know what he would make of uh, that that unholy trio of degenerates. Yeah, yeah. So I was funny. Oddly enough, when you asked me this question, I was talking about this very same thing a couple of days ago with somebody um, about my folks. There's a interesting dynamic with my parents, and. Uh, Let's just say that my mom, it's the love hate between most marriages is like it comes and goes, you know, it comes in waves. And in any case, my mom would say this very often growing up. She still says it to this day here and there, but she's like, you're just like your dad. And I think what happens is sometimes she takes the negative qualities that my dad is and wants to associate those things to me on mm-hmm. like a, on, on like a one off Yes, like, I understand. You're just like your dad. I'm like, oh, okay, just because I said one thing. So sometimes I think she just wants to pass on the venom to me. That that was the horror of being a women's lacrosse coach. Because I swear to God, they would do that shit where like something their boyfriend did would uh-huh. piss them off. And then I would do something that reminded them of it. Yeah. And they'd get mad at me. Yeah. For like something their boyfriend did. You're like, what the fuck? And there was like 30 of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like dodging strays like left and right. Yeah. No, I've, I've, for sure, I've got, <clears throat> I've got um, similarities with my dad, but I also have, just like all of us, we all take a little bit from my dad, a little bit from our mom, and we got both good and bad habits for both of our parents. But I think, uh, you know, it's obviously when she says stuff like that, it's it's supposed to be an insult. It's not supposed to be like, oh, you're just like your dad, like a a nice thing, you know, like your dad was romantic. You're just like your dad, romantic. It's always like you're just like your dad. You're I don't know, you're stubborn or you're whatever, whatever it may be. You'd be, you'd be like hardworking, reliable. Thank you, mom. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. She's like, no, you're like, oh, just, just very, very, you know, soft-spoken and willing to listen to your problems. No, I appreciate that, mom. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. They're never, they're never positive things. Dude, by the way, my Mondo, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if this is too much, you know, inside baseball family stuff, but my, my parents switched to separate bedrooms. Didn't they already have such separate beds or no? Well, no, n- not really. So they they had uh, adjustable beds, uh-huh. but they were like right next to each other. Oh. So they were in the same bed. It, it was functionally the same bed. It was just you could kind of like yeah. put the the headrest up and down in different spots. Yeah, my my parents haven't been in the same bedroom for probably like ten plus years already. Well, yeah. Well, my my dad will he coughs and he sneezes a yeah. lot. Yeah, and he will. He will clear his throat so loudly that I can hear it through, what is it, two feet of soundproofing insulation and then like two layers of drywall. I mean, I I went yeah. balls to the wall, soundproofing 
in between the bedrooms and I can still hear it. Yeah. And I, I guess like she, she was, it was almost like the like Stockholm syndrome where it's like she got used to it. And she's like, well, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 you associate with your captor, <laughs> but <laughs> after that's a uh, fucked up way of saying it. <laughs> that's, no, that's what, that's what Stockholm, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I know what Stockholm um, syndrome is. But like after the whole him getting us sick with a respiratory virus for two weeks thing, yeah. she, she, you know, she was sleeping in the bedroom by herself, and she was like, "Oh, like, this is much nicer." Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like fuck this. And I, I tried to, I, I did check in where I'm like, "Mom, do you, do you realize that like in most cases in a marriage where that happens, it is it is kind of a big deal?" And she's like, "Well, it's not. I just wanted to." I'm like, "No, I, I understand. Like maybe not in your case, but do, do you get the the." sort of ramifications of that. And she was just like, no, I just like to sleep better. I'm like, okay. All right, mom. Yeah. No, my, again, my folks have been doing it for 10 plus years. And and, it, and it, from the tenor of your question, it sounds like things are going swimmingly. It, 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 if you were to visit my folks and just like be, if you were able to be a fly on the wall at my parents' place, mm-hmm. you could see it, it comes and goes. It's not always, it's not all bad. It, it's, it's, it's not all good either. It's <laughs> this is ebb and flow shit. Um, anyway, let's see what some of the redditors have had to say to that question. Mm-hmm. User Fapishi writes, "You're so annoying," said to me as a young kid while I was expressing enthusiasm over some new interest. Later, my father complains, complains I never tell him anything. Okay, you're so annoying. I guess that's kind of shitty. Especially when you're a kid. <laughs> like, kids are supposed to be annoying. They got a lot of energy and they bounce around the walls and shit. Uh, user I Look Better Than You writes, My little brother was drowning. I tried to save him, but also almost drowned. We got rescued by a neighbor. My mom told me that they should have left me in the pond. <laughs> I haven't spoken to her in many years. Wow. you Basically, your mom was saying you should have drowned. What the fuck? Good Lord. User, user Silo Solo writes, what did I do to deserve a fat kid? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that fucking sucks, dude. God, can you, can you, tell, can you imagine yourself ever saying the, anything like that to your kids if they grow up a little heavyset? Like, that specifically, no. I'm, I'm, would be certain I would say something not meaning it to be taken a certain way. Uh-huh. And it would just, Leave all sorts of emotional scars down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, last one I'll read. User something that I can't pronounce. Severgerskdikson writes, Dad, when I was about 10, if I kill you, I can make another one just like you and no one will notice. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck. Dark. No wonder people come out fucked up. Jesus. Okay, I guarantee you, I, I've heard that line somewhere. And... <laughs> That that dad, I bet I don't know if you read it or like I don't think that dad heard it. I think he came up be like, sorry, I don't think the dad came up with it. I think he heard it somewhere and thought it was funny. Yeah, and then it was like, ah, oh, like I I repeated it to one of my friends, you know, my kid, and I don't I don't know why this made me think of it. I heard a comedian say a line where he was talking, he was talking about a friend of his or something, and it was just the friend was acting like a Florida man, uh-huh. and the line the line he's like he's like. He's like, bud, you're just a whiter shade of trash, <laughs> which, which is funny in the context yeah. of a stand-up comedians thing. And it's, it's, it's like, you can't get, you know, white is, there's no thing whiter than white. Yeah. So saying, I mean, that, that's, 
But I heard that line and I repeated it to a friend of mine, Damn. like out of context. And I, I could see the hurt in his eyes. Damn. I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of fucked up. That, that has, you know, if you if you grow up, if you raise your kids with a, if the household that your child is being raised in, you develop a good sense of humor where sarcasm is like, like constant, like always jabbing at each other. Then I could see someone saying like that. And and then everyone laugh about it, ha 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 ha. And then that kid develops like a good sense of humor and whatever. But mm-hmm. like when when they when those shots come out of nowhere, like unexpected, and you're not in a household where sarcasm is a thing, yeah. Like those gotta sting. Like what did they really mean it? Like <laughs> they really they trying to hurt me? What the fuck? All right, let's see if we can just squeeze this last one out real quick. What the Reddit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the red question number two, you're given a thousand dollars cash every day. <laughs> now I get it. You're given a thousand dollars cash every day, but anytime you need to poop, you have to use a public restroom. Are you taking the thousand dollars? Why or why not? So <laughs> squeeze this one out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's where I was going with it. hundred percent. I think the problem for me wouldn't necessarily even be pooping in public restrooms because there's some really nice ones where i'll be like whatever this is fine it would just be getting to it yeah so i have to know a couple things like first of all like does the woods count as a public restroom you know if, if, if it's sure a, if it's a public park so i can i can poop in the woods yeah i think so and also but like what if you can't what if you can't make it like what it, you know sometimes you just really have to go like and you can't hold it that long to get to king supers or whatever i mean well, see see uh see uh Reply A, response A. The the, the wilderness counts as a public restroom. My my neighbor's lawn counts yeah, as a <laughs> sure. Finn would be so proud of me. He'd yeah. be like, Yes, you did it. Finally. I showed the human how to poop. And I guess the last question, because I, I was sort of reading the way it was phrased. Do, does the streak like say you know you're 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 pooping in public restrooms for like a year straight and then finally you can't make it, so you poop in your in your bathroom? Do you like get sent to like like toilet jail, or does do you just stop getting the thousand dollars once your your streak ends? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Because I think I think if if that's it, it's like you only get the thousand dollars until you finally poop at home. Uh-huh. Then like a hundred percent. I'm just I was you know I'll just run that out as long as I can. You know maybe maybe I do it for a year. You get. You know, th- three hundred and sixty-five grand, and then okay. How about this? Theoretically, yeah. if if it's not a matter of a streak, but on the one day you poop at a restroom, you lose the it's money. More of a skid mark, yeah. <laughs> but on the one day you you d- decide to shit in your restroom, you don't get the thousand dollars. But then the the next day you're eligible for the thousand dollars again. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So you know, some people have this like crazy, like they will never poop in public restrooms, uh-huh. and you know, it's like you just you just gotta get over it. No, wait. Here, here's a question. What what is do, you, do what is your public restroom protocol? What do you mean? Do do you have a special series of things that you do? Oh yeah, I always clean the fucking the 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 ass thing. And if there's ass gas, even if there are ass gaskets, I still wipe down the thing with like TP or whatever, uh-huh. flush that down. Then I lay the ass gasket, and I really try to like the, the ass gasket. Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> those paper things, those waxies that you do you put on the the. What the, if what if they don't have them? You, then you, you make the, you make the toilet paper. Uh huh. hundred percent. I've done that. But yeah, you know you, you, that that's my protocol. I also like, especially some of those. You know how sometimes those public bathrooms, there's like a big gap. Like you close a door and there's that big gap in the middle, and people can like see the, through that crack. Mm-hmm. I'll like take my jacket and like cover. 
Who the fuck? We have the worst design public yeah. restrooms here. Yep. Like there, I can't remember where I was, but I went into a public restroom where it, it was kind of more European style, where like it's its own little room, and there's just a, like a regular door that closes. And I was like, "What? Why? Yeah. What was you? Because whoever designed it was a fucking perv. That's the only thing that makes it logical. Where you know, it's like they're like, "Well, are you gonna put a lock on it? Yeah, but." We want a lock where if you just lightly push with your hand, the door comes open. Yeah. And they're like, okay, but you're not going to be able to see in. Oh, no, of course not. Except for the huge gap in between the door and and then maybe, you know, underneath. Yeah. And you're like, what? What, what yeah. do you mean underneath? I don't know. Um, so my question on that is like, do restrooms at my workplace count as public restrooms? Because technically, those yes. restrooms are also open to other employees other customers that walk in and out it's not like just my you know what if what if it was i'm sure you have like a a front office area or Uh where like if a customer comes in so is there one that the customers would use and then there's one in the back where only the employees would so what you you could only go in the ones that the customers would also use that's fine because i have because sometimes what will happen is the employee one will be preoccupied so i go into the the public ones, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Fuck, I don't give a shit. Oh, well, I do give a shit, but that's, like, I don't care. Yeah. If that's the case, I'm pretty much. Well, that's, I was about to say, I probably poop in public restroom more than I uh, poop in my my restroom at home. If that's the case, all, all right. <laughs> um, why don't you read a couple of the answers, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go use my restroom real quick. Sure, do that. Um, user Gold Ice five three six four one six three eight. Fuck you for having all those numbers. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, shitting in my public restroom is fine. What's deterring me is having to drive somewhere every time I have to take a shit. I'd probably still do it. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're in the... Like, let's say you're in the middle of nowhere, you have you have to use either uh, the, the gas station bathrooms or you got to use, like, a, a um, you know, like Aaron said, somewhere in the wilderness. Like, driving from driving from Denver to... Col- or from Colorado to L.A., the few times I've done it, I like make point of like stopping at like just about every I won't say every some of the restrooms just to even if I don't have to go I'll go just so that I, don't, I could avoid having to do like a road dump but I've done those too so I carry TP in my truck read a question number two answer number do so user paper brilliant writes yes because my job is now shitting in public restrooms and I am incredibly well paid so I'm going to do it well I guess. Yeah, because if you think of it that way, you're making $1,000 a day. You're making $7,000 a week. You're making, you know, $20,000 a month. Yeah, that's your full-time job. You just get good at it. You just, you know, you make note note of good, clean public restrooms and which ones to avoid and which ones to keep going. Next one I'll read. Unique Ninja writes, is it optional each day or or do I have to keep the streak alive? Ah, kind of like what Aaron was asking. I do it either way. I'm sure I could come up with a system to make this less painful. And that was it. Oh, <laughs> last one I'll read. User Enshaden writes, I'd poop in front of a live studio audience for $1,000 a day. <laughs> so, yeah, they. some people don't have shame. And if you got to go, you got to go. Who cares? Whatever. Dude, I, I think mean, I've seen that show on Japanese television. Yeah. I've seen that in some... Porn? Oh, no, I haven't. All right, let's let us let us move on. We ran a little bit long with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last segment for the day, we're gonna do uh, probably a quick binge or purge review catch up um, on the show Disney's The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian. 
And, you know, when it has that Disney in front of it, you know it's got to be great. Uh, they're hit or miss. They're, Aaron, they're like, that was very sarcastic. They're mostly miss, if you ask me. Yeah. There are a few. Yeah, I'd say they're more they're more often than not they're shows that I like they they've disnified they've made too hokey cartoony happy like kid friendly I, I liked like Loki all right Mandalorian or not Mandalorian uh, Andor was one of my favorite shows of the whole year uh-huh and other than that man I there hasn't been a lot um I thought Boba Fett was okay had its moments um but the Mandalorian maybe because it was like the f- for me, maybe I missed one, but for me, this was the first, one of the first few, like Disney Star Wars shows, and the way they started it was, especially season one, was like it was almost like a sci-fi western, like he was mm-hmm. supposed to be like a rogue bounty hunter type of deal. They've gone on, they've by now by season three, which just wrapped up on Wednesday, I think. Um, they've gone all over the place, and and there's speculation that the titular name the mandalorian was never supposed to be about pedro pascal's character Mm -hmm. it's like supposed to be about uh this other character i forget her goddamn name but anyway i mean and the 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 other thing that changed was i i think it was like the first several episodes were directed by john favreau Uh uh-huh and they tonally, they felt very much the same. And I think probably even budget wise, they were a little bit better because they did have that kind of like gritty, like Western feel to it, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Midway through the season, maybe not even quite midway, other directors started yeah. doing their own thing. And, and it went where I'm like, okay, now we've transitioned from a gritty weapon, uh, Western into like the Muppets do Star Wars yeah. to like. Uh, so, so that 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 was sort of an an issue for me. It felt very very uneven. To be fair, a lot of shows do that. Like the Game of Thrones did that. I know Walking Dead did that, where they would use different directors mm-hmm. for every episode. But they they tend to just stay more or less like linear, or not linear, but like the the style, the tone is more or less the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with the Mandalorian. It feels like yeah, there's there's certain episodes that stand up more kind of like, oh look, there's a bunch of puppeteer stuff going on and like I know like one episode was done by or maybe a few by Bryce Dallas Howard, if you know who she is. Yeah, Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, Ron Howard's daughter also Who looks and, like the other chick. Who looks like the other chick? What's, <laughs> the, the, what's, what's the other Jessica Chastain? It's sure. the same woman. Yeah. Redheaded white girl. Who you're like, she's kinda hot, but also something about her like weirds me out. Yeah. Like, like there's that like uncanny valley quality to that. Anyhow. Um, I don't know what that is. You know what the uncanny valley is? Nope. It's uh, like, have you ever seen when they try to CGI a human and you're just like looking at it and your brain's like, something's not right about that. Okay. Like where it just doesn't, where your brain maybe can't even quite capture exactly what the issue is. So we're saying is Jessica Chastain looks kind of odd. Yeah, she looks like or not a, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard. Sorry. Anyhow, they're the same person. Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> let, let's let's bring it back. So b- before, because I'm probably gonna shit on the show quite sure. a bit. When did you what, around? When did you stop? Because I know you're not caught up. You're not. You didn't finish season three. I I watched the first several episodes of season one. I really really liked. I was into it. Uh-huh. And then we and then I got to the Bill Burr episode. Which was not a knock on Bill Burr, but that particular episode, I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And I stopped watching for a while, and then I was like, well, I'll, I'll finish 
season one. And then I, I tried to start watching season two uh-huh. and I made it as far. There was an episode that really had nothing to do with anything where they just sort of like crash on an ice planet with a bunch of spiders. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, this is dumb as fuck. And yeah. I was just out after that. So the very first, because there was more than one Bill Burr episode, the very first Bill mm-hmm. Burr, Burr episode was, in fact, very... They introduced new species of... Not new, but Star Wars alien species. Uh-huh. And there's just a lot going on. There's like, there's this big, oafy, strong guy that looks like a, like a, like Hellboy. There's like a Hellboy-looking alien. Then In that episode, yes. And there's like the other aliens got them tentacle things coming out of the top of their head. And you're like... Too much going on. Let, let's let's put hold on. Let's put a pin in that episode. Okay. Because to me, this was like everything wrong with the entire show. But we'll circle back to that. What, what do you think are the absolute strengths of the show? The strengths of the show is that they what we were talking about with um, what was the last show we were talking about? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh yeah. So like in Ted Lasso, for example, you get you get a character, you get a certain character type, and you're like, that's who they are, and then they they. You dig deeper, and there's more color to them. There's more behind the scenes of what this what makes this person. They do in Ted Lasso. No, I know they do that in Ted Lasso. They do that in the Mandalorian. So in the Mandalorian, they do that with the 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 Mandalorian as a as a race, as a as a culture, as a culture slash religion. Like you you see Boba Fett, right? You know who Boba Fett is, uh-huh. and you see um, Mandalorian in the show. And you're like, you know who they are. You you know what they've done. Uh-huh. But there's more to that culture, that religion, and you're like, well, but they don't do they do that with the actual character? Because that would be a complaint of my like all the characters feel extremely one note to me. Not a little bit with Din Djarin, which is a Pedro Pascal character. Yeah, but when they introduce Bo Katan. They do a lot more. Wait, which of, which one was that? She's she's um, introduced in somewhere in season two, and she's like in more of season three. So that's what I'm saying is like when you first watch the first season of Mandalorian, you think it's the Mandalorian referring to Pedro Pascal. You mm-hmm. think that as the as the series is progressing, how, how could you not? <laughs> right, uh, and as the series progresses, and they, and they introduce more of the Mandalorian culture. You you have other characters like oh they have some depth to them like you want to know what's going on with especially Bo Katan she's like this um, I, I don't think I ever got to that character so Bo Katan is like is what would have been like like royalty in the Mandalorian um, and then the Empire came and fucked some shit up and she pretty much got to a point where they have this thing that's like a dark saber that whoever wields the dark saber is the ruler of the Mandalorian culture. Wait, so the Mandalorian have lightsabers? She has the only one. So that's what I'm saying is you missed a lot of other cool stuff. So, they- so, so okay, so backing up, most most of what you keep talking about are strengths are the same thing that I I think are strengths, but it has nothing to do with the characters. I thought the like the lore surrounding the show was fucking awesome. Okay, like where they built it up as this sort of like quasi religion, like the Mandalorians uh-huh. and like fighting, and they can't take off their armor. And what's it called? Beskar armor? Uh-huh. Like, how do they, like, remind me again, like, how do they build out their armor and improve it? Wasn't there some, like, whole... There, there's, like, a forge that's in part, like, like a holy thing mm-hmm. where they take this raw metal and forge it into different part, pieces and parts of their armor. And so the value of Beskar steel is, like, to them is, like, the most... It's, like, I guess the closest thing would be equivalent to, like, gold for us, right? Like, where where everyone, like, likes gold. Gold has a value, right? 
where but in the so that's what I'm saying is in season two, season three, they explore further into the Mandalorian culture, lore, it, the, it, the, it. their homeland, even. Well, I, I think all that was strong from the beginning. I, I mean, they did kind of get away from that a little bit in the second season, but. It sounds like even, you know, you're talking about a Darksaber and, like, that's the 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 ruler of the Mandalorians is the only one that can wield it. Like, all that stuff was really fucking cool, which was made it even more disappointing where it's like, guys, you built out this whole kind of badass framework and then... You, you once asked me a question about, like, about shows in general, like, are they episodic or... Yes, or, or serial. Okay, so, the, so I think you're right in that some of the episodes that were almost like filler in the first couple of seasons were very, uh -huh. you can mix them up. There's no linear, like you can kind of just yeah. mix and match season three. Absolutely. There's like a big arc in season three. Like they, they have an actual story they're trying to tell, Okay, which to me, and again, they, they make you change. Like is the Mandalorian really about Din Djarin or is the Mandalorian more about this Bo-Katan character? You're kind of like, and yeah, Mandalorian is the Din Djarin guy is still there, but well, that that construction was really weird to me with this show, and it did just felt like a lack of of sort of planning, mm -hmm. and because that was something they used to do a lot when shows were on network television. Uh -huh. they, I think you know they'd called them bottle episodes, where like you'd have maybe like one or two episodes that would actually move some storyline along. It would kind of develop the characters. And then it's like, and now we're going to have the episode where they go to the chocolate factory and yeah. ah, look zany things. And it really like doesn't – and that made sense for network television, right, where they had to crank out whatever it was, like 24 episodes in a season and they're making like absurd money. And a lot of times with those shows, the other thing that would happen was they build these huge audiences and it was so hard to – get an audience that big for show that once they had it, it was like, we have to milk every fucking dime we can yeah. out of it. But that was the thing that I love. I really like about these streaming shows was like, you don't have to do that. You can, you can tell a whole story. Like you have more time to yeah. plan it out. And yeah, having these, what, again, what felt to like weird bottle episodes to me just didn't, it, it just really kind of ruined the part of the experience. And then I would I would have to go back and rewatch, not that I'm going to, but I would have to go back and rewatch all of season three again to say mm -hmm. this for a fact. But season three feels like the entire thing was they were telling a story. It didn't feel like they're just kind of mixing in a filler, like you said, bottle episode. Like this one felt like, like there was stuff. There's progression made be like for certain characters, uh, story arcs. Um, the Ma the Mandalorians trying to recapture their homeland and and then you got the evil baddie, Grand Moff Gideon or Moff Gideon or I forget the fuck basically uh, John Carlo Esposito's character, um, who who is a fucking you remember Breaking Bad mm -hmm. how like, he was like he was like the like one of the best bad guys best friend yeah and, and the same in in the, the Mandalorian season three he's like oh this guy's a fucking douchebag he's got a fucking malicious heart like this guy's yeah. not. And, so, and the writers of The Mandalorian were like, what if we take Gus Fring? <laughs> Pretty and much. We, and we don't change anything about him because we can't come up with original ideas of our own. Spoiler alert. And we just dress him up in Star Wars stuff, and then we do that. Spoiler alert. The bad guys get a hold of Beskar armor. 
I don't want to say much more because uh, you haven't seen season I was, three. I thought you said Moff Gideon gets exploded in a chicken store. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I'm back on board. I'm watching again. So, and they introduce other Mandalorians. Like, they, they, they introduce different Mandalorian characters and they give them a little depth too. So, it's not just... It's not just Bo-Katan. It's not just Din Djarin. There's other Mandalorian characters that you're like, oh, it's okay. They're like they're like a cool religion culture. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I agree with you that like for sure there's parts of season one and even season two that felt a little kind of like uh, – I thought they were still fun. There were certainly elements of the Disney in them. There's still Gro- – Grogu is still a thing in, in season three except for now he's like – because he's not a foundling, so to speak, he kind of is. It, eventually, Din Djarin adopts Grogu as his as his son, so he can become a Mandalorian. It's it's crazy. It's it's nuts. And then there's like this like, does Grogu have a tie to the? I'm forgetting the the name of the beast. There's just a mythosaur. So the mythosaur is like, like like. Okay, just 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 to you, you went on for. This sounds completely incoherent. Good. I, I mean, but like... Because I'm jumping all over the place with season three. I'm not okay. like... Like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. So thing thing one, I think not actually going, like, scouting locations really, really hurt the show. What do you mean? Most of the show, they, they, don't, they don't even use green screens. Like, they had this, like, giant, uh, like, LED type screen that they can just project things on the background. They, they use it... Because it, it it saves a lot of money, basically. Mm-hmm. But to, to me, it just really hurt the visuals of the show. Like in Andor and, and in uh, like The Last of Us, like they're finding actual locations. They're going oh, I get there. What you're saying. Production like, stuff. In both of those shows, like obviously like they're not going to, you know, in The Last of Us, they weren't going to build like a giant collapsed city. Mm-hmm. But they're going to actual places and then they, then they do what's called compositing where they're, you know, they're CGI using CGI to add buildings into the background, but they're actually like in a real physical space. Yeah. Like when they're walking through something, they're actually walking through the woods. And it, it, to me, it gives such a different quality. And then sometimes with the Mandalorian, they don't even do the giant LED screen thing. You can just tell they're on a little soundstage. Hmm. And like in that Bill Burr episode in particular, I was remember watching it and it, it gave me that like, community improv theater vibe where they're like supposed to be like they're supposed to be like walking through this big facility but they're kind of like almost like hopping because you could tell like that whatever soundstage they were on was probably like 30 feet long did you watch the second bilber episode no it was no? just the first one the first one i it, okay it was whatever the second oh, I one it was, I thought it was terrible the second one was much better it gave again it gave more depth to the bill bear character and and there was more like subterfuge shit going on in that in that one too. Well, and again, that was not a not. I think Bill Burr did about as good of a job he could with that episode, but it was like there were so many hokey things about it. But like as we found out, especially in in uh, Reservation Dogs, like he's a great actor. He's yeah, really yeah. fucking good. In that one, he was really really good. So I, I I do have some issues with the the plot off in the writing, but one of the other things that is just always a little frustrating to me about the Mandalorian is like some shows have like a little bit of plot armor. Like, you know, it's like a, a thin leather breastplate of plot armor where, you know, okay, you know, maybe the main character is going to be able to get through some, some tough situations a little bit easier than, than another character might. 
In the Mandalorian, it's like Iron Man Generation 25 plot armor, where it's it's just his plan is like, well, I'm I'm just gonna run into this thing and start shooting, and everyone will miss me, and poop 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 poop. Look, oh, my Mandalorian suit did this thing, and okay, we won. Where like it doesn't, <laughs> the, their their plans never seem very well formed. Like he probably should have died 25 times over or 20 times over, and he just it yeah. just it has that like Disney like. We're gonna play some exciting music and pew 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 shoot shoot. Okay, now we 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 got to the end of the episode. Look, he won! Hurrah! And I'm just like, dude, I I, w- I would have been so happy if randomly one of those his head just got chopped off. And I'm like, oh, Whoa. oh fuck. Well, I guess Grogu's gonna have to figure this shit out on his own now. <laughs> like, so apparently they're gonna do, you know they've already did the the Boba Fett spinoff. Mm-hmm. They're also I think they're gonna do an Ashoka spinoff, which is uh. uh Rosario Dawson's character mm-hmm. in The Mandalorian. You know, I like those shows as long as, again, they don't get too hokey, too Disney-fied. They're, they kind of just re- re- retain its, like, Star Wars integrity mm-hmm. pre, pre-Disney. pre I, I liked The Mandalorian. I, I liked I do, I do. think I like season three better than I like season two. Uh, I still think that there are moments in season one that I like the best. But uh, season three was, was pretty good. So... <sighs> To to get back to your question, because uh, we I believe we are out of time. Okay. For 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 me, I mean, it was it was quite literally a purge. I <laughs> I really struggle. I I struggle enough to make it through season one where I had to stop and then start again and finish it. And I just I just couldn't make it through season two. It it was literally it was the moment where I'm like, oh, they have this like frog passenger and and <laughs> and they've shown like how. How <laughs> attached she is, and she's like clinging to this this container, which are like her babies. And now we're in this hokey bottleneck episode that really has nothing to do with anything. And, Grogu, and Grogu's munching on them like popcorn. There, there's like popcorn chicken. The, the Mandalorian should have been killed by these like eight thousand ice spiders ten times over. But the plot armor is so thick, thicker than all the ice on that ice planet. And then they're playing Grogu murdering their passengers' babies for laughs. I'm like, fuck you, Mandalorian. I'm out. Purge. Uh, I think it was a binge. I, I, I totally respect and understand why, like, you know, you quit when you did. Season three is a little bit different. I, I'm, I'm sure there's, like, an episode or two here that are kind of filler, but I can't I can't think of them now. B- uh, binge for me. I, I loved it. I enjoy it. I still like it. I still want to see more of it. I hope they continue with a, a season four. There's, there, there's a. They leave it open for the very uh, certain possibility there's going to be a season four. I don't know if they're filming it yet or if they're even talking about it yet. But uh, I did enjoy it, <laughs> even with those flaws that Aaron's mentioned. I enjoyed it, and this is the way. Each to their own. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add to the episode? Nah, man. I think I think that I think that was good. You know, we we had a. a I don't want to call it successful, but a, a, a soft launch of a new segment. We'll see how that develops. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll try to do better next time. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching uh, and listening to the podcast. We will talk to you guys in a week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.